Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the April 3rd episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It is your Monday edition of the show, and if you can believe it, it is episode 266 of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. Awesome. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. John, man, hey, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. We've gotten uh, we've gotten like a series of baseball per team kind of right out the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One little series, series. each and kind of see how one team might match up against another. I think that's about it. But early on, looks like Tampa's doing pretty good. Three and Detroit though. Hey, well, you know, Not a okay. Great team. I don't know who they're who they're playing up against next, but Seattle out there. The Mariners. The Mariners. They played against the the uh, guard. Was it the Guardians? The Guardians. Yeah. The Cleveland Guardians. The Guardians. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing the Nationals. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. Are Not, they? Sorry, the Tampa Bay Rays. Yes, the Rays. Rays. I know the Bucks. Always on the brain. <laughs> it's always the NFL all the time. Yeah. So the Rays are playing the Nationals. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's very early here in this baseball season. Pretty cool. Good deal. But it's pretty late in the basketball season. Very late in the basketball season. Yes. Play-in tournament is beginning soon. At the, uh, at the uh, what, like the, at, and after next week? Yeah. Next weekend? Mm-hmm. Okay. Two teams that uh, will be in or they're on the bubble? The Heat uh, and the Raptors. It starts the 15th. Okay. Play-in. So on, in the East, we got the Heat and the Raptors trying to get in. Yes. Is that right? Are they in? The Raptors it are ended all all ended today. Are they in the plan? Yep, nine and uh, nine and seven. Okay, one that's the top, and then the Raptors are the ninth seed. Okay, all right. What do you think about these guys? Uh, I think the ninth seed is a lot more scary than the seventh seed. If I'm being honest, I think the Raptors, uh, when they put it all together, uh, are a far better team than the Heat are, and that's why I like the Celtics playing in the second spot as opposed to the first seed because their matchup is going to be an easier one, in my opinion, to get past the first round. The Raptors, as a whole, um, can light up from three. Uh, They've got guys to be able to really play and keep up with some of the better teams in the NBA in that position. They won't really fall behind. They'll kind of hang hang with you. They'll they'll be able to, you know, do punch for punch with you in any sort of game. So if you fall behind a little bit, they have a way to get ahead of you and, and stay ahead. Uh, and then defensively, they can definitely clog up the lane pretty well and get a lot of blocks per game. We've seen that consistently for them. Uh, they've not, I've not seen too many games of the games that I've watched later in the season had not that much inconsistency from them. You kind of expect something from them, and they deliver the same thing. Uh, we saw in the 76ers game, uh, which the most recent two is one of the most talked about, but the, against the 76ers a couple nights ago, they, you know, struggled at times with the three, and they struggled at times with, you know, guarding the very movement-oriented uh, 76ers team where they moved guys throughout the paint consistently and were able to find backdoor passes and things like that, but still did a decent job of, you know, staying on top of guys and did a decent job of clogging the lanes up and at least having a presence there and, and at least getting a hat on a hat consistently. There wasn't really that many open opportunities for the 76ers to take the wide open shot. They had to work for it. They had to be doing things that are necessary to get those shots. And we've seen that consistent in the NBA where teams just let things happen. Um, and, and those teams are teams that are, you know, struggling to get in the play in tournament or even stay in the play in tournament. 
Uh, and then offensively, like I said, I think this team can hang with the best. They have a good inside presence, and they have the guys because they play a lot of big ball. They're not really small. They're not small ball guys that type of team. That's not really how they're made. So when they're really in it, when they're really in it, and they can get in the paint, they can do what they want there. And then Fred VanVleet can also, you know, play the perimeter game for them. So overall, I think you know when you when you're looking at because right now they're playing Chicago. That's their matchup. And then if they win that game, they would find themselves against Milwaukee. Uh, which is kind of the path that, that they have. And, and honestly, I don't know if they'll beat Milwaukee uh, by any stretch of imagination, but at the same time, when Giannis is off the court, if they're able to get to them and Giannis isn't playing for him and they're forced into an issue where they have to play, uh, I call it non-Giannis minutes, but just time when Giannis is off the court, I think they could you know hang with them. So I think they're the more scary, the two teams we're talking about. Then you talk about the Heat. And the Heat remind me an awful lot of the Mavericks uh, and the Mavericks and them, I think have a lot of similarities. They've got good players. You got, they got Luca and you've got Kyrie. If you're, if you're the Mavs and then you got Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo uh, are probably the two best guys they got. And then Tyler hero, some people have talked about him being pretty good and, and has times of playing pretty decent, but they're just so inconsistent. Uh, there's no really guarantee that they're going to play well. Yeah. They got all the pieces to play well, but it's just off and on, and it's never like you're never expecting them to go in any sort of run. You're just, you're just kind of sitting there. It's like, okay, when are we gonna you know pick everything up together and start moving in the same direction as a squad and as a team? Now, Jay Butler can do all he wants to to try to score and try to be creative with the shots and try to do as much as he possibly can. But at the same time, he, they're gonna need defense because uh, in that next game they didn't have defense. There was there's no defense at all. Uh, it was just the Knicks getting whatever they wanted, getting a ton of and ones, guys wide open for three. Uh, at times, you saw a couple of good blocks, but that was when guys were just trying to force the issue a little bit. And then offensively, it's just miss after miss after miss on, at, at three. Kevin Love is, you know, pretty inconsistent uh, behind the arc, and you know is struggling at quite a bit to, you know, you know, start any offense. Uh, and Bam Adebayo, I think, is one of the better players, like I said, and I think he's good and pain and has a presence there. But at the same time, that presence is only felt every now and again and not all the time. Now, obviously, every year they put themselves in playoff contention in there, and they're there. Uh, but never do I consider them anything other than a team that always makes it into the play-in tournament and may or may not make it to the playoffs. Like It doesn't seem... Like they will make it through the playing tournament, but sometimes they get a game that they get a good matchup, they're able to advance. But then after that, when they get to the games of seven, it's usually not that competitive. There's a lot of turnovers, a lot of issues, teams going on hot streaks on them. Uh, the defense, like I said, is lacking consistently, and they're just off and on so badly. Like I said, in the NBA, there's times when teams go off and on. That's just expected. But these really long droughts of just bad missed shots, opportunities that you should have but you're missing, kind of point to the fact that this team is kind of you know, in desperate need of, you know, uh, a rebuild a little bit. Like the Lakers, they were horrible to begin a season. Then they had those new um, new group of guys, and now they're, you know, forcing the issue. And are, you know, I think like half a game back from the Warriors to take the number six spot and get out of the playing tournament altogether. So the Heat might need to take a little bit of a hint and look at that as well. But like I said, they're seven, and they're going to play the Hawks. And then the winner, if they're able to win that, then they'll play the winner or the loser of the Chicago Bulls versus – uh, Toronto game, so okay, they got a little bit of a journey, but like I said, I think uh, I think the the Raptors are the better of the two. 
Okie dokie. Okay, let us uh, let us move over to the NFL because you know NFL always never stops. Never stops. So OBJ last year he ended up landed nowhere, right? Yeah. We just basically talked about him for no reason because he never played. He never played. Never played. But next year is another year, and presumably he'd like to play somewhere. <laughs> so, so what? The Ravens is this the deal? He's yeah. gonna when and who's gonna throw the ball? Uh, who did they pick up? Because like Lamar's not gonna be there, right? Well, they're they're assuming that he will be there. Oh, okay. So that's I don't see how that's gonna happen. Uh, well, right now no teams are interested in doing anything with him. There, well, but is like he just gonna like little movement? So he and he's not gonna hold out. He'll play. I imagine he'll play. I don't think this is gonna be one of those situations where he's gonna try to force his hand at all. Okay. Um. So all right. Okay. Ideally, it would be Lamar Jackson throwing him the ball. All right. Well, there you go. So, what do you think about that? So, yeah. The apparently to reports that I've seen. Today, apparently, the Ravens have offered a substantial offer to OBJ to bring him in and try to. Uh, I, I think it's an appeasement of Lamar Jackson move, to be honest. Okay, all because right. So they're trying to keep him happy, make him happy. Because like he's been talking about needing needing a new wide receiver. Please give me a wide receiver. Please give me a wide receiver. Okay. So now they're doing it, and they have at least an offer. And so if they're able to sign him, I think that substantially increases the chances of Lamar Jackson maybe sticking around for longer than the season. Uh, because, I mean, if they're able to land him, uh, that is a really good start for this team to be able to uh, make a deeper run in the playoffs. I think he you know, substantially helps this team out because this team already had a few decent wide receivers. No one that is noteworthy. No one that's like, you know, an all-star difference maker player. But Mark Andrews is probably the best wide receiver they have, and he's not even a wide receiver. He's a tight end. You add OBJ in there, and now you have a legitimate wide receiver core. Uh, we know that the Jets are also interested in in, in um, OBJ, but no offer has been done there yet. They're still negotiating, and then the Rams are just going to kind of be that team that's dragging on the coattails of an opportunity. But right now, it seems like the Ravens are the front runner to get him. I think it's a move that is extremely wise because if you put Mark Andrews, uh, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, and OBJ into the same offense – the defense that you're that, or the defense that you're going up against every single week is going to have their hands full because if you lock down uh, OBJ and put a safety over top and try to make sure he can't get lateral and he can't get up the field, Mark Andrews is going to be available to toss the ball to nine times out of 10. You try to lock down both those guys by playing, you know, two high safeties, try to lock down the middle of the field and just stuff underneath that opens up a possibility of Lamar Jackson taking off and running. And then also there's a whole opportunity to do, you know, wildcat or even uh, uh, RPOs. So at this point, you know, if you're able to do that, that opens up so much more for this Ravens offense that has not been presently available to them. Uh, and, and an issue that has been their biggest issue as far as even drafting is concerned. They haven't even addressed that need. They've been drafting and running backs and, and, and defensive position players. If they're able to finally see that, you know, Lamar Jackson, A, is serious, that he really does want to, that he really just wants to play for a contending team uh, and that, you know, he's not, you know, trying to burn any bridges with, with the Ravens. He's just trying to simply, you know, find, you know, a team that's willing to invest what he needs invested in and, and work with him. Uh, I think if the Ravens are able to see that and are able to get someone like OBJ, because I think even if they're, even if they, you know, aren't able to get OBJ, like that's only going to be on them because yeah. the Jets, yeah, they might be in the running for him, but they've got to, they're possibly trading for Aaron Rodgers and they're going to have to pay Aaron Rodgers contract and they're going to have to worry about all that stuff. That's going to lock them up. And then they have to play or pay, um, 
Nathaniel Hackett's new contract because they just got him and uh, Adam Lazard or Lazard's contract and these guys that they're you know getting you can't then add OBJ on top of that you're gonna have a very expensive expensive season and a big cap hit and they're not to re you know restructure guys contract and if you're the Rams I mean the Rams I think are an option but if he was going to go back to the Rams, I think that would have already happened already. I mean, I think the team that you, if he wanted to be there, I think he would have been there. So the the Ravens are their own worst enemy. You have to land this because I would see very little way that any other team could force uh, 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 um, him to come to them other than he wants to play with Aaron Rodgers then over Lamar Jackson. That would be the really the only way. And right now, you know, things have been taking really slow with that. I, I mean, I've heard reports that say that's still happening. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of, you know, resolving the draft picks sort mm-hmm. of thing. So that's, that's been happening as well. Uh, but if you jump on this and you jump at it really quick and you give him an offer, he can't refuse. Maybe he'll be, you know, hesitant, but at the same time, I think it'd be uh, something that he might probably will jump at. All right. So then the other thing is the uh, Cardinals may be dropping Hopkins. What do you think? Yeah. It's going to happen. Like, it's not, well, they've been trying to. They've been trying to like. Wasn't he going to go to? De- didn't we talk about him going maybe to Denver? To Denver. Everyone. Well, they've been thinking that they were just going to get a second round pick for him, and then someone was going to absorb his contract. That was what they were hoping for. The contract that he has has been turning everybody off. No one wants to absorb it. No one wants to pay that much for him, uh, and so no one's been able to. No one's really even approached. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals for him, and now Arizona is getting a little antsy, and it's like, okay, no one's going to take him. We don't want to absorb his contract. We want to get rid of him. So they're thinking about just straight up dropping him. I've heard reports that said that the Tennessee Titans want to move up to uh, up to a higher pick uh, and, and make a move there, so maybe they'll you know trade with, with Arizona or something like that. But at this point, I don't know. Like Other than the contract, I get the contract's a big issue, but that's kind of surprising that the Arizona Cardinals just want to drop him and get rid of him. But it sounds like it's kind of the end of the road for Arizona and the, um, the Cardinals. But once he is dropped, we'll see you know which teams leap at him, what teams are willing to take that risk, because I think once he's in the open market, then it's going to be – you know, you know, sharks to the dead fish or whatever, trying to get, yeah. trying to get them a little bit there. So I think, you know, the markets that open up there, but right now I just kind of feel like Arizona is getting upset with what's happening and it's looking like they might just get rid of them altogether. All right, cool. Uh, okay. So what's going on this week? So this, this episode we're done, right? Yeah. Nothing else left to talk about this week. I'm all B. Yeah. So, okay. So with that, we've got uh, Easter coming up this weekend, right? Yep. So what's the schedule? We'll be taking off uh, the rest of the week to give you guys time to, you know, spend time with families and, you know, focus on uh, the resurrection of uh, Jesus on uh, Sunday um, and, uh, you know, Good Friday and all of that. Uh, So we won't be doing any podcasts, you know, for the rest of the week. We'll get back on Monday. Uh, We just want to make sure you guys can focus on, you know, what the true meaning of this uh, whole uh, event is and uh, be able to hang out as a family. Cool. Awesome. And no, uh, we can do an episode on Monday, the following Monday. Yeah. Really? Is there a Monday? I just don't know that we'll be uh, ready to do that, but we'll see. Yeah. It might be Wednesday, Monday, or Wednesday. Okay. Well, we'll see. So watch the old feed there. Subscribe. It's a reason to subscribe. You subscribe, then you don't have to worry about it. It'll just happen. It'll just happen. Awesome. Cool. All right, listeners, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. See you. God bless.